Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Everyone, we're so glad that you joined us today on the Encounter YA podcast. Today, we're diving deep into a conversation that can oftentimes be divisive. Our hope is not to bring division, but unity around the conversation of predestination. We are excited to bring back Matthias Carter as we talk about this important topic. We hope you will enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we are going to be speaking about the concept of predestination in the Bible, Um, and we are going to kind of take our first crack at this um, topic on our podcast. Um, This is not in any way going to be a complete rundown and... um, very extensive um, podcast episode about predestination. But this is a concept that has been um, debated um, for centuries and continues to be debated about. Um, So just a encouragement to you all is as we walk through this topic and as we um, go through this episode, just keep that in mind that this is not a, in 30 minutes, you should have a decision about what you believe. Um, but that this is a study that we encourage you to take upon yourself and to um, seek out God and seek out the Word of God as you take on the topic of predestination. So that's kind of our goal of today is just to kind of start that ball rolling and start that study. Yeah, and I would say too, just um, Matthias is here with us to have more of a conversation and and dive deep with us, Um, but just give us grace um, in the midst of this we're wrestling with it. We want to continue to have uh, topics on the podcast that are hard topics, hard things to talk about. And this is one of those conversations that is highly debated, highly divisive sometimes in the church. And so in the midst of that, like, I just want you guys to know like, we love you. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to really um, dive into the depths of all of this. And that's really what the conversation is today. And so we're just trying to have another conversation about a hard topic to the best of our ability and we're not trying to scare anybody we're not to we're not trying to shame anybody or anything like that um, but we're really just trying to have a really meaningful conversation about something that um, is in scripture that is um, debated that we're um, that I think that really um, is divisive and we're not trying to be divisive we're trying to build unity around the truth of God. So, um, saying all of that, Matthias, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're uh, we're excited to have you once again. Um, I love the last podcast we did together, and um, I think a lot of people really love those episodes. And so, Matthias is here with us again, just to help ha- help us have a conversation and and really dive deep. I know this is a conversation Matthias and I have talked about before, and and so um, just wanted to have another perspective, especially about this conversation and um, really just wanted to open it up. Matthias is going to kind of help us lead us through just a little bit about the different perspectives when it comes to this conversation, because there really is, there really is a lot of different camps when it comes to this conversation. And some people uh, are so crazy about us, like God chose us, so get over it. Some of us are like, God gave us free will, so we really get to decide. And then there's some people in the middle ground, which I think... um, is where the truth is in a lot of ways. Um, but Matthias, can you just kind of get us the ball rolling um, on this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, 
I, I think the first thing I want to say is none of us are professional theologians full time. <laughs> um, Garrett may think he is, but he is he not. He tries. He dreams about it. Um, yeah. And I definitely am Just not hanging out um, with N.T. Wright and <laughs> all of those guys. And uh, yeah, I apparently. Um, Garrett likes to think highly of his <laughs> theological skills, but, um, oh, <laughs> um, and, and I don't want to put myself up there either. That is not, you know, this is something I enjoy digging into. It's it, it um, you know, God has a, an amazing, um, ability, um, of, of, um, you know, he created us. And so he's able to engage our minds and our hearts and our souls in individual ways. And this is one thing that my analytical, um, brain enjoys, um, it's it's a way that I um, commune with the Spirit. It's how I get excited about um, you know my relationship with God in a lot of ways. Um, same not with, that same with Annika. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like my cup of tea. <laughs> it's how Annika spends all of her time yes. debating. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> only with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the nitty gritty of everything. I know that's you yeah. every day. Um, yeah. Um, so I want to preface it with that as, you know, if, if we say something wrong, like I know, you know, um, we are not going to articulate things the way a, um, reformed or Calvinist, um, theologian would do that. Right. Um, in most respects. And there are some amazing Arminian, um, theologians, um, and other, um, worldview theologians, um, out there that are amazing, have, have great, um, intellect and the way they break this subject down. Um, and, and we can't hit all of them because there's hundreds and thousands of years of the church um, debating these issues. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and Jesus didn't write down specifically, um, or tell his <laughs> disciples specifically exactly what all you this is, Calvinist. how all this is done. <laughs> you definitely need to follow Calvin when he gets right. here. You know, and when, and when we're all at the feet of, of Jesus in heaven, yeah. and then we go, our first question is, you know, so predestination or free will? He's gonna laugh at you because right. like, did you choose us from the foundation who, of the earth? Yeah. Who? Okay. It's not happen. In reality, long term, who cares? Right. <laughs> uh, that is not salvation, and that's right. okay. Right. Um. So it's okay. It's it's. Um. And I probably would have upset a lot of Calvinists <laughs> with that statement. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a oh, lot. No, we already um, made people mad. Um. But um. <laughs> but it is not. Um, you know, God still calls us to the Great Commission. Yeah, right. Either exactly. way, and and yeah. it, Calvinists will admit to that. Right. So, so I guess let's we'll start from from the beginning in that. Um. So there's there's um predestination. It's in Scripture. Um, predestination um is really um another big word to describe a big word is foreordaining. So, in in um most Christian circles, the understanding is that. Um, because of God's omnipotence, because of God's um, unlimited, unknowable power and presence in this world, yeah. um, He either um, He has all knowledge and knows all things, knows all outcomes, um, and nothing happens without Him knowing about it. Now we can get into nitty gritty of whether or not He um, wills those things to happen. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean he causes them to happen. There's some right. distinct separations there that right. a lot of people make. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you know we tr- we're going to try not to get off those bunny trails in this conversation because that I mean that's years of right. We exactly. could we don't have the time for that. Yeah. Um, 
and the more so you know, the we, less you know. I, I really want to try <laughs> to make this approachable. Um, but it is, um, understand that it's a huge can of worms. Um, and then I think you can have a basic understanding of that without, um, really needing to know it perfectly and understand all of it. Right. Um, um, but it is good to engage in that and to understand it to an extent. So if you are asked, you can at least have a response um, of how um, of necessarily what you believe and what you understand, and yeah. be able to to also say that God's bigger than all of that. And um, we probably on this earth will not have a full understanding of that, yeah. and that's okay. Um, so. Um, when it comes to predestination, that is the the foreordaining. That is meaning um, God, um, in His omnipotence and omniscience, knows all and understands all. Um, and that is broken down in um, in in two main camps in this understanding. Okay, theological camps. There is the Calvinists and um, Arminia, uh, there's Arminianism, which is um, was developed by Arminius, who was a student um, mm-hmm. of Calvinism. He he, um, their Calvinist had several students underneath him, and then underneath those students was Arminius. Um, so Arminius is a third generation Calvinist, and um, in a debate, decided he doing research for a debate. He discovered that he didn't really 100% agree with the teaching of Calvin, um, and by no means are the do these supersede Christianity. By no means do these super these opinions supersede Jesus. Um, um, so so the two camps. There's Calvinism, which believes that um, in general that God predestined individuals throughout eternity to follow him. Not all are, are predestined to follow Jesus um, and to receive salvation. Um, then on the Arminius side, there is, um, they do include predestination, but they do not believe, they believe that it is our choice to accept salvation um, in a really low-level way. Um, so, but they do include a predestination in that the predestination spoken of in the Bible and Scripture, Romans 9, um, various other um, um, passages, um, that that predestination comes into play when um, that there's a predestination of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's the predestination of destiny on the Calvinism, Calvinism side, of God determines who is saved and who is not. Yeah. Then there is the um, Arminian side, which says God predestines the opportunity, which is you know, which wraps really well into the Great Commission in a lot of ways. Um, um, the, everyone has the opportunity to be saved; not all will choose that. Yeah. Um, and therefore, in that, Jesus died for all to pay for all um, everyone's sins, but not all will choose to receive that gift. Um, Calvinists believe that Jesus died only for those who were elected to receive salvation and to end up in heaven with Jesus. So um, that's a really basic understanding of the two main camps in this um, um, 
debate. Yeah. No, I think that's good. That's a really good overview, I think, of of everything. And if you guys have questions about that, just feel free to reach out to us. We're always willing to to have more conversations. And that's really what the podcast is today. More about is let's dive deep into this conversation and hopefully it really encourages more deeper conversations amongst the community. So please feel free to reach out. I think one of the things when it comes to predestination for me is um, it is kind of a scary, scary subject. But uh, for me, at least what, what my understanding and, and the way that I wrap my mind around it in a lot of ways is um, that because God knows all, he knows if we will choose him or not. And so right. and so that's really for me at least that's really where I wrap my mind around him. But in the same way, I think that if God chooses us when we encounter his love, it do we really when we encounter his love in such a way that it's real and it's authentic and it, it's it's right there in front of us. His love is so great. Can we choose not to say yes mm-hmm. to his love? Right. And so I think for me at least, that's really how I, I kind of wrap my mind around this entire conversation. But we just wanted to, uh, I wanted to read one passage. There's a few other passages that I'm going to encourage you um, just to read. But it's Ephesians 1, um, starting in verse 4 and 5, it says, "...even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world." that we should be holy and blameless before him. In the love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Right here, it says that we were chosen in him and that we are predestined. There's some other passages in John 15, verse 16, and John chapter 6, verse 4, and 2 Timothy um, one chap- or chapter 1, verse 9. And so just encourage you guys to go um, look at those um, those verses and really just that's a good starting spot yeah for us um, just to really get going into this conversation because it is something like even Annika before we started the podcast was was having a conversation with us about uh, an experience where she um, was in a room where it wasn't it wasn't portrayed in the same way and it was very like, um, argumentative maybe, and it just wasn't portrayed in a way that it wasn't received well. And so um, we just want to give you guys a starting point. Um, Yeah, I think it's important like to prevent this becoming argumentative. It helps me to think of this as these two viewpoints are different lenses in which you can look at that scripture. So you can look at that scripture and say, okay, so from this point of view, that would you know, th- how this would support this point of view and how yeah. this would support that point of view. Yeah. Just allowing yourself to stretch your mind so that even yeah. if you already are persuaded towards one way, sure, it's still challenging to encourage yourself to read and say, okay, I could see how you could get there, sure. but perhaps I'm still over here or yeah. vice versa or right. whatever that looks like. Right. Um, but treating it more as a concept that we are seeking to understand about God yeah. helps me to feel not so it's not such a divisive topic of sure. this group of people versus this group of people. This is the t- concept of predestination is in pursuit to better understand our God. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me feel like this isn't so pitted as I think a lot of, I mean, even just our culture can often sure. foster that type of um, 
mentality. Mm -hmm. And so just as we continue in this podcast, I think that helps me to continue to move forward and work through that difficulty because I know that this is my pursuit to see God better. This is not my um, pursuit to pick a side. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think that's good. And um, I think for me, at least another, another way that and in terms of just like theology and studying all of these things, another um, passage is in Isaiah. It says that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts mm-hmm. and that his ways are higher than our ways. And I think when we're having these conversations, a lot of times my mind goes back to that yeah, because uh, just because one, that's not like a, a put down to us. Right. It's, it's not, it's just, it's lifting up high. Like it's lifting God up high and saying, guess what? He knows better. Yeah, absolutely. And and he does better. <laughs> and guess what? Even if we can't m- wrap our mind around this entire conversation, and even if we really struggle in one of these two camps or we, whatever, we can come back to saying, do I trust God? Well, then I trust that his ways are higher than my ways, that his mm-hmm. thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And even when it comes to this conversation of predestination, if we don't, maybe both of these camps are wrong. And we, you know, and we, we, absolutely. And we get... We have to make room for that of, right. of that God's bigger than we could ever fathom. Right. Yeah. And if we can totally figure all this out, then something is drastically right. wrong. Exactly. And we probably need to find a different religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because God's not who he says he is at that point. Right. Yeah. And so and it's so it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to not be to at least have um some sort of I mean, all of us are probably gonna fall somewhere on that spectrum of right. um, you know, I you know, there's a lot of people that are going to fall really hardline Calvinist understanding of the world, and there's people that are going to fall really hard on the Arminian side of the world, mm-hmm. and then there's other camps on on top of that, and then there's right. the middle row too. Yeah, there's a lot of wiggle room. Now, there are a lot of Calvinists would say there is no wiggle room, <laughs> um, but there's a lot of wiggle room, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like the wiggle room at least is in the character of humans. There's at least just wiggle room in who we are. Like we are just naturally people who find difficulty understanding this, which leaves wiggle room, period. Yeah. So besides all of those other passages that we talked about a little bit earlier, I wanted to talk about this passage in uh, Luke chapter 19, and it's pretty well known um, throughout, throughout Christianity. There's this cute little song that Matthias loves to sing. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd love um, to listen to Matthias sing. Let's, let's, not. let's hear it. Yeah. Nope. nope. We have nice microphones nope. and everything. These are not that nice in their microphone. <laughs> <laughs> There's no auto-tune Not that much in. auto-tune <laughs> You can change it post-production. <laughs> oh, no. Nope, not that much. <laughs> Anyways, so it's the story of Zacchaeus. And um, I love this passage. Um, one, because I really started to see it in a new light because, you know, like growing up in ele- like in elementary and all of those Sunday school, like you always sang the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man and all that stuff. And I just, I never really looked at this passage, but I think it's actually this beautiful passage of the topic that we're actually talking about today. Because what we see is um, Zacchaeus hears that Jesus is coming through his town. And so what does he do? He can't see Jesus. So he climbs a tree and so that he can see Jesus. And as Jesus is passing by, he looks at Zacchaeus is like, hey, I want to come to your house. And it's just this divine moment where um, Zacchaeus comes, uh, takes Jesus to his house. They um, eat together. 
And Zacchaeus actually like repents of stealing all this money and he says yeah. he's going to pay it back. And Jesus says that salvation has been um, brought to this home. And, and it's just this really beautiful picture, I think, of this conversation about predestination for me. Because in the moment we see uh, Jesus is pursuing Zacchaeus, but at the same time, Zacchaeus is pursuing Jesus. And I love that picture because I think it kind of debunks all the mystification and everything else. And it just really puts it on the level playing ground for us of seeing this moment where um, Zacchaeus is pursuing God and God is pursuing him at the same time. And I think a lot of times that um, when we have this conversation, it's difficult for us to visualize it. And so I just wanted to share that story um, because I think for me, at least, that's where my understanding is, is like in, in this moment, there's this divine moment where it all happens and it the truth lies there in the middle. So um, just wanted, if you guys want to study that passage, that would be a good one. And also the other ones we recommended as well. Um, Matthias, before we end the conversation, is there anything else you would for sure like to add or any um, any other things that you would like to talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, um, I guess I just want to re- reiterate that um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we, um, at least in this conversation, provided a whole lot of um, answers, and I think that's on purpose to an extent. Yeah. Um, that um, you know, all of us have our own leanings. I think um, of you know, each one of us could probably point at a side that we probably lean towards of, of our theological understanding, um, and and that's okay. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily. Um, we don't want to persuade you in any way of saying yeah. this is, well, obviously, you know, you come to encounter with us or you listen to our podcast all the time. And so this is the way you should think. Right. Exactly. Um, um, because that's not important. I think we all need to be well-rounded. Um, and, you know, I, I want to have friends that lean on the Calvinist side. I want to have friends that um, lean towards the Arminian understanding um, and worldview, um, and, and all the others out there to an extent, um, because that helps us understand our fellow believers, and there's no reason that we can't coexist, that we can't learn from one another. Um, and and so there may not be a whole lot of answers of, yeah. okay, really what is predestination, because right. there is some wiggle room, like yeah. Annika was talking about, to that yeah. um, and to and our think, understanding of that. And I think that for me, at least the reason we didn't want to provide a bunch of answers in this conversation is because we want people to do the work of understanding Absolutely. this conversation. If, if we just sit here and tell you that this is what it's it is, not helpful. the end, it's, it's in long term, not helpful right. for right. you um, because it doesn't drive you to exactly dig in for yourself right and it's hard to defend your point of view if you and then you're like well i just heard this on a podcast absolutely and so uh you know and i think a lot of times that jesus left his audience asking more questions <laughs> than he gave them answers and absolutely. so i think that's part of it as well as just um trying to give a well-rounded answer or kind of answer, but a well-rounded view of the conversation. And so that's why we didn't talk about so many answers. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, what we really want to want, you know, the two ideas we, that we probably should leave you with is there's two sides mainly 
to predestination, one that on the Calvinism side is the predestination of destiny, and that Arminianism is the predestination of the opportunity or path of salvation. And so there's those two camps. Now it's your turn to dig in and figure out what you want to want to believe, what you want to lean towards. And and I think if, you know, like myself boiling it down, I may lean a certain direction, but I'm really middle of the ground in a lot of things. And that's okay too. And so um, dig into those things. I would encourage you, um, you know, there's really good authors on both sides mm-hmm. um, of this camp. And so read widely, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously scripture. Scripture should be your anchor, but you know, there's some really good authors on both sides. So like on the Reformed side, Calvinist side, um, you know, John Piper, R.C. Sproul, John Calvin himself, um, Albert Moeller Jr., Spurgeon, um, a lot of those are really old writers, so yeah. it's going to take you some time to dig through those <laughs> books unless you are a nerd like me. Um, <laughs> and so um, those are all really Good. And there's a lot of new ones out there. I just threw those out because those are some really well-known um, right. pastors and, and theologians. Um, on the non-Reformed side, the non-Calvinist side, I'm not going to specifically say Arminian, uh, Arminianist, or whatever, however you want to say that, mm-hmm. um, uh, because not all of them would probably call themselves that. Right. Um, right. Um, but like Ravi Zacharias, um, C.S. Lewis, um, G.K. Chesterton, um, John Wesley specifically, who would call himself right. Arminian, Arminian. Um, well, and um, probably was like the most well known. He's the most well known, other than Arminius himself. Right. Um, he's probably the most well known Arminian. So yeah. um, the Wesleyan Church um, and the Methodist Church as a whole are would right. call themselves Arminian. Yeah. Um, not every single person in those camps falls that way, but right. but that in general. Yeah. Um, um, and then A.W. Tozer would fall on the non-reform side as well. Um, and I love Tozer. So, um, yeah, he's a really good one. Those are all great recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've all written books specifically towards this as well. And so, um, you know, I think that would be good if you guys really want to dig in. Um, but yeah. I would just and say, I would just say too, like, you can really get into the weeds with this conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why we've tried to keep it kind of short and sweet in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, just because it, it is hard to get into the weeds. And then the next thing we know, we're talking about things that <laughs> it's it's really yeah. hard. And so um, those are good recommendations. Uh, thanks, Matthias, for those recommendations. I love all of those authors. And I think that you'll find um, really good conversation around that as well. Annika, do you have some as well? Um, mine are not necessarily mine are a little bit um precursors sure which i think is something that is i found really helpful yeah, for myself I agree. that's a good point. um in order to kind of allow myself to walk into deeper study yeah. um one of those is um delighting in the trinity which i just finished reading that i think is the reason i am putting this on the list is just because it really maps out why the Trinity is so important and really delves into how it reflects the character of God, mm-hmm. which I think if we start to study things like predestination without truly, really deeply knowing the character of God good. and the character of the Trinity, it becomes really hard yeah. to deeply know that, again, you are pursuing to better know God yeah. and not choosing, not pursuing a side. Um, and so... That book, I think, would be very helpful because 
in that, then you can say, okay, so versus like reform versus non-reform, I can look at how they both still reflect the character of God. And I can look to see um, how those things just basically reflect God differently, like yeah. but the same characteristics. It's yeah, still the true triune God. So that is one that I think would be really helpful. And then another one that I'm um, about halfway through is Doctrines That Divide. That book has been really helpful because it obviously does touch on things like this because this is, like we said, a doctrine that tends to divide. Um, but that allows people to kind of start to know how to um, – it helps me understand, I don't know, how I should look at it. Yeah. It helps me um, operate in my own mind um, and process in my own mind where this kind of stuff doesn't naturally come to me. I'm not like Matthias where I just like thrive sure. <laughs> in debate, <laughs> like he was saying. And so Doctrines That Divide is another one that really helps me be able to process well. That's a really good book. It does lean yeah. – um, towards a Calvinist, Calvinist point of view. Yes, that's what I was going to um, say. Another one that would lean the other way is The Potter's Promise. That's literally what I, the um, other one that I had. <laughs> didn't mean to steal well, your go. book wreck. No, wow. that's great. Steal your book wrecks. No, we're just on the same wavelength. It's I was going to say, because that's kind of it that does other hit both, side. Both books hit both sides right. um, and do a really good job of explaining that. Um, Potter's Promise just would lean towards a non-Calvinist point of view. Right. Um, um, while while uh, Doctrines of Divide would lean, would, you could say would lean towards... Um, towards the Calvinist side. Right. So those are the ones that kind of help me as precursors to the deeper and actual theologians writing that Matthias was talking about. That helps me a yeah. lot. No, so. I think that's really good to bring up God's character, and that's probably mm -hmm. a good place to really finish the podcast out just because this is uh, really uh, talking about, like, God is love. And in love, he chose us. And remembering that God's character is really wrapped up in this whole entire conversation. Mm -hmm. And and so I think I think I love that point of view. Just remembering that we're studying God's character, and this is a reminder of who He is. And we're not we're not choosing a side based on what we believe, but we're really right. trying to understand who God is and why He does what He does. And both sides point towards His grace, His goodness, mm -hmm. yes, um, and exactly. His love. So. Take that with yep. with you the whole way. Yeah, I think so. That's a good place. We um, enjoyed having this conversation with you, Matthias. Thank you once again for joining yeah, us. Thanks for having me. Yep. And uh, guys, if you have any questions or even just you're confused about the conversation that we had today, please, please, please reach out to us. We don't want to uh, leave you in a place that it, you're questioning or you might leave your faith or anything else like this. We will have more meaningful, deeper conversations with you in person or over the phone, but we really do want to have hard conversations on the podcast and really try to dive deep into what God wants for us and how we can follow Him in a better way. So we love you guys so much and hope you have a great week. We hope that you loved today's episode. If you have any questions about what was discussed, please reach out to us so that we can have a deeper conversation with you about predestination. If you are loving the podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Plus, here's what's going on next week. I remember things were stressful with like medical bills one time and just yeah. the season of life. There was a lot of change. And she asked me a question. She's like, Josiah, when did God stop providing? Yeah. And that's what I'd ask somebody listening. If you're wanting to grow <laughs> in the area of tithing or giving or, you know, trusting the Lord with your finances or growing in your 
as you along your journey to financial health, we want you to thrive financially. And like God wants you to thrive financially and he's never stopped providing. <laughs>